Welcome to the band, though. We trapping out right now. Word. Right now. Right now. Welcome to the band, though. Trap, trap, trap. Oh, damn. Hey, listen. I knew it was going to come a time where it was going to be, you know. You know it was going to be on. Trap, trap, trap. Motherfucker. So how is everyone's week? My week is great. Mine too. Yeah. I fucking hate y'all. Just like every week, man, our week know. is great. Bro, man. It's, it's like, it's like, it's so, like, so, 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 we gonna sit here and act like nobody saw Kwame Brown this week? I don't know what that I, is. I, okay, so, I didn't see his, like, rent this week. I seen the first rent. I agree with him a little bit, and I moved on. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I don't got time to be living in So, you didn't see the whole saga? Nah, I didn't see the whole backstory. Like, Nigga, this nigga Kwame Brown is freaking, like... He been making videos like every ten minutes for the whole for the last week. He got videos like he's talking shit to everybody. Okay, Jamel Hill, Breakfast Club, all everybody on the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, Green Envy, Angela Yee. He's talking shit about Stephen A. He's talking shit about Stephen Jackson. He's talking shit about Matt Barnes. He's talking shit about everybody. I, I seen kind of like, oh, oh, like, like I said, some of the rant, bro. And on some cases of it, my nigga, he was kind of valid, bro. Here's he was thing. valid in his, in some of his arguments. Bro. You ever see the movie Takers? Yeah. You ever see the end, like when when Ti? Yeah. When he shot, when, when he shoots Idris Elba, and he's laying there, he's like, "You got caught, ghost. You got caught." Yeah. That's how I feel about Kwame Brown, nigga. You was a bust. You was trash, nigga. Why are you mad? You was trash. You are garbage. Everybody knows you was trash. Steven Jackson said it in his video. You was dirt. Don't be mad at us because you was garbage. Like, you mad because you did something in the public. And it's been critiqued in the public for the last 20 years. And you just had to eat that. Why, after 20 years, you all of a sudden want to feel a certain way about somebody saying you garbage? You've been garbage for 20 years, my nigga. Like, now is not the time to all of a sudden be like, oh. And this is like, like his rants, like he's, I, I don't know. To me, when the, the video Matt Barnes made, like coming back at him, Matt Barnes was like, I ain't even say nothing to you. So if you mad because I have like a hand gesture during the video, then, then, then you butt hurt and you need a hug. And then he offered him to come on the show yeah, and we can and, squash it if you want. Yeah, we you, you can come on the show. To me, that's the real nigga shit right there. Once you once you take it there, that's the let's take it outside moment. And you still got more to say after no, you cut like, no, like to me right no, now. Quite no, no, because because now what you're trying to do is right now all you what I feel like what Matt Barnes was doing, just to be as real and understand these numbers in this public game that we're playing, all Matt Barnes did was try to boost his ratings and said, hey, <laughs> Bring your ass over here and talk about the conflict over here and with me so I can get the ratings in the same shit that you're getting off of what you're getting. I, get I might that. as well capitalize on I that. Get that but That's how mean, I feel like he was like, oh, well, come grieve it on the show. Come because he said, like I said, like it sounded like all of them was being a hater because like I, I, I seen the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, damn, I forgot who uh interview was. Hold on, it's important too. Steven Jackson. Yeah, I seen Steven yeah. Jackson interview and he was like, 
everybody has a platform. Even if you're a loser, you have a platform. They all mention that he has a platform Steven right now. Jackson, Steven Jackson said. Yeah. Steven Jackson said he was dirt when you played. Yo, Your life is dirt. Yo, and I know, I know, I know. But the, is only dirt. Is, but the only thing is, every one of them. Only thing is, every one of them mentioned the the type of platform that he's getting off of what he's doing. So they all mentioned it. You get where I'm going? They all was like, oh, yeah, you're getting a lot of followers, but even haters have followers and then they're not. And then that's whenever Matt Barnes aired it. Well, come talk about it on the show. He's like, yo, let me get, let me gain in on this. You see what I'm saying? Let me capitalize off this. I, I, I get it, but. They're trying to sell beef, hip-hop. For me, it was the aspect of you willing to happen face-to-face. Because now he started talking like, oh, he's going to do what when he see them. Uh-huh. Now, if you telling me you're going to do something to me when okay. you see me, like, see, like, to me, okay. that's when it, like, what Steven Jackson said. Steven yeah. Jackson was like, okay, I'm talking about what you did in basketball. I'm not talking about nothing personal. I'm not talking about getting at you. Let's keep it there. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay, that makes all Once you start talking about what you're going to do to motherfuckers. And, yeah, yeah, all that and, shit, and, like, why? That's that shit that I hate. I can't stand whenever you whooping a nigga ass in the game. He's like, you can't whoop my ass, though. Like, why do I gotta fight you just because I'm beating you right now? But it's also Don't a make- thing of, it's you also a thing of, once you say what you're gonna do in public, you're definitely not gonna fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Once you, once you say, this is what I'm gonna do, you can't do that shit in public. He said he gonna whip his ass, he pulling out guns in the video and shit. You can't shoot nobody, you can't beat nobody's ass now, cause you going straight to jail, nigga, you said you was do gonna do it in the video. Go. Do not pass like, go, That's Out of all these videos, the motherfucker I would be the most scared of is Steven Jackson. Cause Steven Jackson was like, I don't want no beef, that's not a part of my life no more. Please chill. Please chill. Exactly. Please chill. And Steven Please Jackson chill. would dump your ass in the motherfucking head in, in, in private. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of video I would've made. Man, I don't want no problems. Me too, and I don't want no problems for nobody. You, it's gonna be on. Yeah, cause that's, I mean, like, one, I'm gonna let you get all the rant out that you're gonna do. Yeah, because, yeah, let like, me get that shit out just For me, that. that's the build up. That, for me, that's the build up. All the things that you're gonna do to me, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, is the build up. Shit you claim it is. But wait, keep this though. Now, I have hit people and like, yo, this ain't no threat. This is a promise. If you do this, I will respond like this. And I meant every motherfucking word of what I said, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I meant every word of it because I'm not like, because I feel like I don't mess with nobody or but nothing. But that's some shit you're going to say directly to the nigga. Okay. That's some shit you're going to say directly to him. You ain't going to go and post that shit on Facebook. You ain't going to go and make no. a YouTube video about that no. shit. Like, he's making YouTube no. videos. I got you. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes said, come see us. Come see us in the public. To me, if you say you're going to do something to me and I'm offering you a face-to-face, mm-hmm. there was your opportunity right there. That yeah, tells me right. everything. Because I've been in that situation personally many times where a motherfucker's talking shit to me and I'll just say something. Let's go over here and talk about this. No, we can stay right here. Yeah, you want to stay in front of everybody. I see what it is. All right, now I know. You don't want to do nothing. You don't want no real problems. Yeah, you just want to... You, you just want to make a You just clout chasing, basically. Like, you just... You, you just trying to generate some shit. Like, my nigga, you're garbage. Nobody, like, your, your career was whack. Like, like, you was a bust. And now you mad because everybody been talking about it. Now, I don't know. Maybe, Why are they still talking about it? Because it's something that they always talk about. He's one of the biggest busts in sports history. Like, you don't see Jamarcus Russell coming out and being like, hey, I'm mad because everybody bring or me Greg up. Odin. 
you don't see Greg Oden. <laughs> like, like, there's many dudes that's bust that get brought yeah. up all the time. Yeah, we bring up a lot of busts, that's true. But, okay. I mean, to me, it's just, there's a lot of busts. Well, I mean, don't be mad because everybody's riding you. Everybody's riding Anthony Bennett. Everybody's riding freaking Darko Milicic. <laughs> like, 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 there's many names in draft history in the NBA and plenty other sports that get brought up all the time. Like, dude, like, the first video, like you said, he made some good points. I kind of agreed with you. But no, then... No, 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 because, like, because the whole Steven Jackson them, they whole pitch is like, oh, black men's putting yeah, black so men I, so, and all that. I felt them. I was so, like, okay, so then but, why are y'all, like, going so hard on this film. there. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But I, like I said, I didn't continue watching because, like, that's not, like, you know, Once I don't... Once you started talking about, oh, you, you gonna do this to niggas when you see yeah, them. Yeah, hey, drama don't excite me, and man. And you start bringing it to everybody. Not, now you got a problem with everybody. Yeah, yeah, man, like, drama don't excite you. Like, Be happy. Stop tripping. Stop tripping over little shit. Don't sweat the little shit. It's gonna be okay, Kwame. Somebody somebody need to get this nigga a hug. A hug and a blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes somebody gotta go blow with him like, bro, you gotta chill. I'm not that serious. Say it, man. Oh, man. You know what else? What else this week? What else this week? Ooh. Ooh? Just, I was browsing Instagram and I saw the story. There's an ugly baby Instagram. Bro, page. that's so cold. That is so cold. It's man, an ugly I can't, baby page. I can't believe people like the shit people do. Man. Yo, yo, but I read an article about a lady who found her baby on the ugly baby page. Oh, she found some type of uh, baby. Her baby was her baby. Somebody had posted her baby on the ugly baby. One of her friends, social media friends or something, that, that took the picture like, yo, look, look. Yo, how fucked up would that be? Yeah. <laughs> He said, he said she had a nerd to send me this good morning text with the baby on it. He's like, ah. That's one of those things where that's one of the things where you would be so. But it's like, what what could you do about that? It's an opinion based thing. Like somebody's ugly and somebody else is beautiful. You but you would be pissed like, as hell. Like they got my baby picture on the baby. I think you can like contact. Yeah, that's how far you're going with it. Instagram. That's how far you're taking it. Is that how far you're taking it? If you see your kid on there, you're going to get mad and report it. Instagram, you're going to report, report, report. Um, Yes. You are. I don't 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 want other people posting my kids. Are you serious? No. Reported it. How many? 200. Oh wow! 200, 200 people's babies is up there, bro. You scored the Wait, they reported the page or they reported pictures? They reported the the both page. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they either like, found their babies no. or somebody yeah. they knew and was like, "Okay, I'm reporting it." See, I would report the picture of my baby because if I didn't post it, then that's not okay by me. But that's the like, other thing that you made me kind of think about because the article turned it into like a privacy yeah. thing with social media, and they were talking about how social media sites. You know what I'm saying? To me, I think people get it twisted with social media in general. People forget Facebook is a private company. You don't have freedom of speech on Facebook because it's their shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you don't have rights on Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg owns that shit. He lets you have a page on his fucking platform. Yeah. So, like, you can't you can't do whatever you want. That's why I like when people like complaining. I went to Facebook jail because I did this. That nigga can make up the rules tomorrow. He can say, can't nobody use the letter I and fucking just be like, fuck it. Like, yeah. like, 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 I don't think people really realize. Like, we'd be like, oh, I have 
I have rights. No, the fuck you don't. It's like when you go into a coffee shop, you can't be going in there doing all yeah, sorts of exactly. weird shit. Like, no. That's... Hey, listen, man. I got the right to do whatever the fuck I want to do if I purchase the coffee in the coffee shop. Listen. I mean, within means. I'm not. Come on, man. Come on, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not But you can do still be asked to leave. But that's the whole point. They decide what's in means. It's a private business. And that's what a social media site is. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. These are not... They're not run by the government. You don't pay taxes for them. You gotta but take your, they're you gotta private take company. You know I mean, I don't know. so if your baby picture got taken and put on the ugly baby page, you can't be mad. Don't post pictures of your ugly ass baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how people be into some different shit on the internet and then in real life. You know? That's yeah. very true. Yeah, that shit is so weird. So you gotta download ugly baby followers. Everybody check your friends. Oh, your friends. They like might you. be on the ugly baby follower list. <laughs> you follow people's ugly babies, bro. If, if that's what your wife came to and you follow ugly babies, I'm on front of your ass, bro. <laughs> Straight like that. Like. I can't be. What about, yeah, what about, yeah. what would you guys feel about an ugly animal page? Ugly animals? Yeah. I mean, I'm, look, I look, mean, look, look. It's the same as the babies. Like, if this is what your life is came to, if you rate your animals, if you rate your babies. Yeah, like, you need to have yeah. it in your news feed. Like, like, like yeah. why do you even yeah. want like, yeah, why are you rate? Like, if that's what you need to get your life better, you need to down shit to feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. I don't like. That's how that's I like people who want to watch fight videos and shit like that. Like, like the, 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 the hood fights and shit yeah. like that. Like, why do you want to see? Little kids in high school beating the shit out of each other. Like, why yeah, do you even like, want to watch that video? How do those videos get like 200,000 likes and shit? I know they're like encouraging this shit. Cats going viral for a fight now. Like, I don't know now. why these kids are fighting. It's like, because shit, they're dumbass watching the video. I know, like, everybody <laughs> watch the video. Yeah. Don't watch the video. <laughs> Today, we got beat maker, producer, and the founder of Gohan Films, Mr. Jimbo Gower with us today. Gohan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mr. Gohan, we're gonna see what he got to say. Is it Gohan? We will know. <laughs> we shall see. Then, we're gonna talk about breaking up. Oh, boy. Breaking up is hard to do. I mean, for some people it is. It, some people I, it's not. Yep. How do you go about ending it when it's time to move on? That's a song. That's a song. <laughs> All of that, plus as always, we'll have some good current event stories. It's another day, another great show. It's the Bando. Trap, trap, trap. So we got here with us today, producer, Manager, photographer, beat maker, Mr. Jimbo Beats. Hey. <laughs> Welcome trap, in. Trap, trap, Nice to meet y'all. Glad to see everybody today. Hope everybody's doing good. Oh, yeah. All right, now you got a lot of names, man. A lot of hats. Jimbo lot Beats, of titles, yeah. Mr. McFarlane. Yeah. Um, Jim Bonus Beats. Man, if I had to pick it, uh, R.I.P. Um, Humpty, you know. Shock G passed away recently, and that was my my goal in life was always to have two monikers. And uh, Mr. Fairlane was something I started originally when I was about 16 years old in the back of the bus here in Portland. Um, okay. Just like, how do I become a rapper? And 
oh that works mr fairlane that sounds cool so i just stuck with it and i just i was a rapper for like 10 years around town here for the longest time just had that one thing until we found out how to make beats I, about the same age i asked you know how do you make beats and my friend said well it's a drum machine i was like well where do you get a drum machine at this is like 93 by the way <laughs> okay pre-internet you know that's so. when it was like an 808 or something like yeah that, so right? uh almost pretty close uh my good friend Andrew, Andy Stack uh, of Bad Habits Hat, we grew up together, and uh, he's like, oh, the homie Jamil, his brother has a machine um, that I think makes beats. So we were like, I'm young and inquisitive, and I had never seen one of those before. So I was like, oh, where do I lay eyes on that? So I went to his crib, and sure enough, he had like a drum machine, and like the volume button only went up like like 25%. <laughs> so like they didn't really know how to use it, and I was like, I've always been into buttons and like figuring crap out on my own. So I just started pushing some buttons and I kind of figured it out. I was like, how much do you want for this thing? And he was like, I don't care what he said. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, deal. It was like 200 bucks or something. You was going to buy that shit though. I didn't know. I was like, I'm taking like, it. I'm yeah. me a beat machine. Took it home with me. We went to a place called Inner Sound. Shout out Inner Sounds uh, out in Portland. Been there a long time too. Uh, they fixed our machine for us and like made the volume button work. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That was the start of it all. Jim Bonus Beats was alive. So me and Andy Stack, we uh, we just started making beats like crazy and then just upgrading equipment. I got so addicted in the early 90s and late 90s to, to, to music equipment and buttons in general. We just started buying anything that we could find at Guitar Center that was within under 300 bucks that made hip-hop beat sounds or whatever. Okay. And we okay. just went in. It was, like, again, like pre-internet. Like, no one to teach you this stuff. Okay. You know, so you just bring home this machine with a thousand buttons on You're like, well, I guess I got to figure this out. <laughs> you know, like, and that's what we did. So Jim Bonus Beats uh, kind of just lived through that. There's and, a will, uh, there's a way. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. I mean, that's basically like a self-made thing. So you're here. So you're from here in Portland? Yeah, 43 years I've lived here my entire life. I was born in St. John's, wow. Madison High School, class of 96. Um, I love the city. There's nothing like Portland and I'll stay here forever. Uh, it's uh, So how has the music scene changed just in your time here? It's, it's really big. It's a lot. It's really different. Um, you know, I think the history of Portland hip-hop music is forgotten about sometimes. Like in today's, when we talk today with some of the people, the younger people that we run with, I don't think a lot of them are very aware of where this really started. And in Portland, um, you know, everybody's, you know, Terrence, Scott, Cool Nuts, of course, everybody knows. And, but there was a lot of great, like, underground waves for people that... Cable radio, which is something that's dear to my heart. Uh, you know, community public radio in Portland for like 60 years. It's one of the greatest things in our city yeah. has to offer for uh, artists that are new to the city to come in and present their music for the whole city to hear at one time. It goes all the way to like Eugene and like, um, so, oh man, there were so many great programs though, you yeah. know, that, that you could call in weekly and freestyle at, or they would play uh, DJ Reverend Shines from, um, um, the Lifesavers out of Portland here uh, with Versatile Loren and these guys you could play Beat Jeopardy he would play a song and you had to call in and guess where the sample came from you Ooh, could name fun. yeah it was so much fun it was something like it was a whole vibe though it was, a, it was a Sunday night in Portland or a Saturday night in Portland that you just couldn't get away from that community. it's not a thing anymore it still is it oh, still okay. is um, I was fortunate enough um, about two years ago now to work with King Tim um, and Cable at the Movement, which is a 13, 14 year running program every Sunday night featuring the best in modern funk, hip hop, jazz, and boogie. Nice. Um, and a great show. And I, I took a lot of pride in that event. I was so honored to be a part of that radio program. Um, I did all the social media. Um, 
I did all the booking for them. So working with you on the booking was kind of interesting to be on the other side of it. I've booked thousands of people. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you know, very rare. You was talking booked. to Bob Bando. You wasn't yeah. talking to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob couldn't be here too. Oh, okay, all right, well, Bob. <laughs> Whoever That's the was. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, who are this is good. I was like, it kind of feels weird on the other end of it. But, um, no, but I just love the Portland hip hop scene and like where it's grown and how it's changed is really just like. Uh, yesterday I saw DJ OG1. You guys know who that is? Yeah. He's the Portland Trailblazer DJ. Yeah. He was there for the Stop the Violence rally that we were at yesterday at Woodlawn Park. And uh, nice time to, uh, to address him and thank him. And he said something that was very shocking to me. Uh, I expressed how happy I was that he plays a lot of these young kids' music from around our town at the, tra the Trailblazer games. Yeah. He plays these live in front of, you know, 30,000 people. He plays them at the practices. He plays them at the Nike events. That's dope. That's dope. And I was, I, I congratulated him for it. And he all but said in a sentence, I think I'm like the only one in the NBA, as far as DJ goes, that does that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. So, again, you know, like... Do you think that that has a little bit to do with, like, Lillard and his ties to the, like, hip-hop community? I think it has to do with DJ OG1 and his responsibility and commitment to the city of Portland. Because okay. he is from here and he is like... Yeah, OG1 yeah. is the institution. Yeah. He was. He actually did the uh, little um, event down at um, the barbecue cart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he uh, he came, gets out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he be around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shows his love for sure. I was really honored yesterday to be able to spend just a little, just even three minutes with that man and thank him for that because, you know, the silver medalists, you know, they need to be recognized more. And there's a lot of us out there. Yeah. People yeah. that are like, oh, you want a gold? Let's get you a gold. I'll just stand here while you get a gold medal. And let me get this little silver and let's move on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm one of those people. I love a silver medal. I want to die with a drawer full of them joints. I appreciate that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you know what? I think even by saying silver medal, you downplay. I know exactly. Because that support person is one of the most important people. So you a gold medalist in the realm that right. you're in. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate like, that too. All of us, like everything you guys are doing right now, setting up a damn table and microphones and even taking a second to listen to anything that I've done is more than most people, you know, a stranger would do. But as part of putting on a platform and trying to supply an environment for people to peek their heads out and let people know what they really do, this is great. I mean, we're all, you know, like, like you say, gold medalists at heart, but I think, you know, we're here to see other people smile. I we love, are. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're built around making yeah. other people famous it's it's not like that it's not like that it's remember uh, this is what i was talking to you about like earlier remember we were talking about it yesterday or the last yeah, time i was yeah. over here it's just like man it's it's not enough people that see someone else's potential and don't envy that they don't like you know what instead of this person shining i want to shine yeah they're like you know what i could play a part in we all can win because one person shine is seven people's work behind the scene that nobody knows. You see what I'm saying? But you need, but you need those people who's willing to. You see what I'm saying? Who never step a second. I preach it just like that. I say you can do good things by yourself, but to do great things, you need others. I mean, you can do a lot of good things by yourself, but great things that everybody gets to hear and see, those take a team of people. Yeah, yeah. And from what I hear. You are the beginning of a good team. 
I've put together some quality dudes. I, you got some heavy hitters yeah. on, on, yeah, on we your roster. Black Bishop, yeah. Anthony Rivera. Yeah. My guys, yeah. man. Yeah. I owe those guys a lot of credit, though. I owe those guys a lot of credit. Uh, you realize Black Bishop sat here and told us that he owes you a lot credit, of the credit yeah. for no. getting him back in the game. That guy, he, you know, that was a great finding experience. That's part of that, like, seeing a guy that had the potential. He was online all the time. Man, nobody supported me. No one likes my videos. No one listens to my music. Blah, blah, blah. He was always complaining. And me and my friend, Dirty Black, we were sitting at the house one day. And I was like, man, this motherfucker's always... Oh, oh, we, we get okay, okay, yeah. This motherfucker's always... He's always complaining about some shit. So let's, uh... Let's try and help him. So I called him, I was like, what do you need, man? You need beats, you need a show, what do you need, you know? And he sent me some of his music, I listened to it. He does this thing on the Gospel Sunday that I fell in love with. I sample a lot of gospel music, and he was making gospel music. I was like, bro, we should link on this. I got him on the radio. I booked him on the radio show down there okay. at Cable, brought him in on the movement. Um, it was just a start of something quality. Was, and was that after his uh, line in the crack tapes? Where he's talking about not getting a spin on Kabu? Probably after. Okay. Oh, maybe, no, maybe before. Who knows? I, but I, who knows? I, I he can't say about nothing about it now. He can't say now. He got the spin. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, was to, I was like, oh, shit. We took, we took good care of him. We got him down there. He got him on the radio. Boosted a little confidence. We started working with him more. Um, we did his video. I ain't sorry. Um, That's a good video, too. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. one that I... I like, I, I like how in that... Like, whose idea was it to have... The um, is that the one that has the the images of the, like people yes. that were killed by Correct. police? Yeah, Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a uh, that was me. That was a uh, that's and why you did that imagery and everything. Yeah. Like, the, like like just everything about that video. Like that was when I saw that video. The first question I asked was, "Who did that video?" Oh, thank you. Like thank that you. was one of those projects. Like where yeah. where when I saw that video, I was like, I was like, damn, who did that? The other one was um, City Lights, but that's just because yeah, the big was, title was in Yeah, yeah, City like, Lights. That turned out really well, too. That was super <laughs> fun to make. That was, that was a, dope. That's why I owe those guys so much respect, though. Anthony and, and, and Rajim. The only reason I say that in, in a different light is that I'm new to this video stuff. I've, I've never owned a camera in my life until about two years ago, and Dirty Black came up to me one day, and he was like, we want to film music video for our, and I'm like, I don't have a camera, you know? Like, I have a cell phone, bro. Like... <laughs> What do you want me to do? You know, so this, like, no joke, you, this video might blow you away if you watch this one. He comes to my house and says, We're buying a camera tomorrow, and then just drives away. And then I was like, Oh, wow, okay. Oh, okay. Calls me in 18 hours later. He's like, I'm on my way to your house. I have a camera filming music video for me. So I'm like illegally downloading a copy of Adobe on my computer. <laughs> like, allegedly illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible source. And uh, just, taking tutorial lessons like as I'm editing a music video that I just filmed 20 minutes prior to holding this camera you know like ah like and it turned out to be something that I just kind of fell in love with and uh, okay. and I owe you know Dirty Black uh, Rick Runick from the Trunk Mob those guys blessed me with that camera and you know they gave me an $800 camera and never asked for it back that's real you know and I love those guys for that and it got to the point where I said this $800 camera is cool guys but I want a $2,500 one now. And I did. I went and got a twenty. dollars you know, so like, yeah. but Anthony and Rajin, they stuck with me, man. Like, I, they paid me to learn. Okay. I charged them as little money as I could to do those music videos because I was eager and hungry and they were too. And uh, 
I'll swear to God, I'll shed a tear for those guys for getting me over that hump to. You did a good job to get me where I'm at today, you know. And so. I've been listening to some of the beats that you got posted on the YouTube channel. I mean, we was just listening. I think you might have picked one. <laughs> I'm from the old school. I just I tell my music sounds like in living uh, in living color reruns and hose water. If that makes any sense, like, I'm from the '90s. Like you know what? I, I get like that. that. I, like I get that. that feel. Like to me, a lot of your beats sound like the more upbeat '90s stuff. Like the R&B, hip hop, yeah. oh, fusion stuff. They, oh man, the is, New Jack stuff. Is what I, I love get. It. From is what I, yeah like 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 yeah like New Maybe Jack that's City. That's why I like it. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> like Bobby Brown in Vogue. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I like, that's I like, the I love vibe that I get yeah, yeah. from from yeah. your stuff like some Tony Tony Tone or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I never think of it like that. I just nod my head whenever it's slapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Young kids though, they can, you know they're like, can you make trap beats? And I'm like, well. <laughs> They come every now and then, but I can't just sit down to this day. You give me three records and I'll make two beats on any, I can do anything on it, my MPC. But you ask me to do something specific, and I just, I struggle with that. The music, since I started, it just- You can't force creativity. I can't, and I can't (laughs) force it in like what you want. You're like, oh, make me a country joke. And I'll be like, well, I'll try, you know? And then like, you know. It kind of sounds like the blues, so we're going with that, you know. Like I don't, uh-huh. I, I don't vary. I just let them kind of fall out of me, and every time, every, sometimes those trap stuff falls out of me. But so, who influenced you? We just Packer Brown asked this question, the question this morning. You know, uh, early in my life, I was blessed to you know have big homies in my neighborhood, and they would dub tapes for me back in the day. I don't know how I'm 43. I don't know how you guys are. I'm 43. Before you do, okay, so you know what it's like then, like, the cassette was like, it was almost like a treasure when you found one that, like, no one had, you know what I mean? So, music was like that in our neighborhood. I had a big homie, Jeff Hobbs, and he would, I was like 10 years old, and he would bless me with these, like, San Diego underground hip-hop, like, gangster rap stuff, like, early, this is like, like, 85, you know, like, didn't even think that kind of stuff existed. And uh, got my hand on some Beastie Boys stuff, of course, Run DMC. Um, Run DMC. Man, on top of them leather, you know. Yo, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Run DMC. Didn't we all, though? Oh, I mean, man. You said Adidas suits? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. I used to stand like this. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Every time somebody took a picture, I'm... Yeah, that's how I was the same way, man. I love that stuff growing up, though. And then, of course, like... Music television, you know, like yeah. MTV was like yeah. a real yeah. thing back then. Yo, before MTV raps. Like, we're the generation that television. saw MTV yeah. when it came out. Look. I like, remember when, yeah. the, when MTV first came, the first Yo MTV raps, it was like, yeah. oh shit, they play videos on TV. <laughs> I wasn't there for the first ones, but I got to enjoy your MTV raps. And that was my shit. Like, yeah. oh, yo. That's how you knew the video was slapping or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if it made it. But you but, but you got to think, okay, before that, because, like, we was teenagers when that came out. No other place to get that kind of music either. The only before way you that, could hear you, it was yeah, to watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the radio. It was the radio. And, like, yeah. I grew up in New York, so you had, like, like there was one video oh, yeah. show called Video Music Box. Ooh. And everybody used to watch that. Other than that, like new music, there was no exposure to it. You had to like you had the Scratch and Bobito show out there though. Had to be the Scratch and Bobito show was out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like legendary yeah. music. That's 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 hip hop radio at its finest right there. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, shout out to those guys, yeah. I heard that you're trying to take over Portland. I'm not trying to take over Portland. That's what I heard. <laughs> no, no, Somebody no, told no. me. Somebody That's told right. me you got all these big plans. No, no, no. You got no. these groups. We you have got these artists. What's up? What's up? What, I was what's telling, going on with Jimbo Beats? I was, telling, I was telling uh, the guys last night at the Solar System, I was like, Think of it. I was like, think of it as a WWE character. You know, I know this sounds crazy to people, but like, the larger that you can really look on the outside eye, I think, the better it is. I know it sounds terrible to exploit in a way, but that's what WWE is. These guys are regular dudes, and they put on this little charisma act yeah. for 45 minutes, and then they go home, and you love that guy that you saw for 45 minutes. You yeah. don't know the other dude, and I want to break that barrier down a little bit. You know what I mean? We're gonna get to know our guys. It's not a takeover, it's more of a, you know, working with a group of guys like the Solar System, for instance, there's four personalities in a group. Well, that's four different people that we that everybody needs to know. We don't yeah. need to know the Solar System. Let's know all of those guys. Let's know Anthony individually. Let's know Rajim individually. And then let's put them all together. And then let's switch them up like chess pieces and have Face yeah. King doing a song. The homie Face King, he's from Ghana, Africa. And I'm gonna have him on a song with Anthony Rivera. Oh, and Face dude, King is the last one of your little gang bro. that we gotta get up here. Yeah, I'll get Face. I'll, I'll get him down here. The solar system, apparently. The solar system too, but y'all be a bit ready for that, boy. That is one. <laughs> that is one exciting day when you okay. get. Oh man. I mean, Block Bishop was 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 was, was pretty exciting. He was holding. Block's the man. Yeah, he always has high energy. I love Block for that. He came in with the rum and got. Did he lose drunk. anything? Did he lose anything when he was here? That guy loses no, everything. No, he didn't. No. Oh, he didn't? He lost his rum because we drank it all. Ah. <laughs> I we guarantee he was in the, the car for five minutes before he left. Like, where's my cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. Love you, Black. Love you, Black. So y'all at the show on the 28th then, huh? 28th? We're doing the Skylar Ray thing. Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll be down see y'all on the 28th then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They got us out in Idaho, even. We're going to Idaho. Oh. Uh, we're gonna I saw that. Yeah, I big saw up. that. So you, up. Yeah, you guys got the show coming Me up and in Anthony Idaho. are going to take the Toyota Corolla all the way to Idaho <laughs> on some real G shit. Um, there you go. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Is it too? Yeah, yeah, it's right, it's right there. If Idaho. we can get Block to go, we're going to take Block with us too. But I don't know if he can get out of uh, out of his gig. But uh, now, So is that part of the services that you offer the artists? Like, what are all the services that you offer? This is terrible. I don't even get anything for this stuff. They don't get anything extra out of it either other than me being like 100% in their corner. You know what I mean? Like a great example, uh, Friends of Noise, you know, um, shout out to Andre. You should have Andre come on the show. He runs a program called uh, Friends of Noise, a nonprofit for the last like three to five years here in Portland. He puts on events and showcase young artists for free. It's a wonderful person. Got, I got Bolski Rock from the Solar System in front of uh, Andre at that uh, Friday night's uh, march. We went Friday, Saturday, both events. And within 10 minutes of hearing the song that Bolski just made, Andre says, I'd like to book you for a show. Okay. You know, I mean, like, there was two songs played in this whole event that night. Bolski Rock song and Anthony Rivera, we did a videotape for his uh, new song coming out. And just within that one song, he just walked up and booked it. So... <laughs> It's what you get from me. It's just my name in your mouth, and you know. Hopefully, I get the same in return. I don't. There's no money involved. There's no. Okay. Um, when I'm around you and I have my camera, I will take high-end photos of all my clients with no charge, so they have stuff to post on social media, so they have things to share to keep their stuff current. We live in a world with music where if you take a week off of making beats, like I swear, if I don't post a, a 
one beat a week, people think I retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, we're in that microwave society where we everything are. has to be fast, everything has to be quick. Did you and hear about the, the... All the time. All the time. Yeah, if you yeah. don't keep up with yeah. The J. Cole uh, Alchemist album that they yeah. just did? Yeah. They hit it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh? They used fake names, posted it on you. No one's found it yet. Oh, shit. That just goes to show you right there. I think this is a great case of what artists, the microwave that we're all talking about. We don't listen to art. We listen to what other people think is art. Yeah. Because we should have found that out. No, no. Only a small few listen to the art. Right. Like, you like just pick it apart and find out yeah, what Yeah, and like. actually try to, like, dissect and, like, hear what you're saying. Hear your message behind right. the fancy beats and is not just here to be like, okay, I'm a dance. I don't yeah. move. It's, I want to hear what you actually... It's, I'm, I'm definitely that person. Because, okay. to me, vocals is just another instrument. I don't necessarily hear it for the words that you're saying and the message that you're preaching. I hear it as just another layer of instrument. For me, it depends mm-hmm. on it depends on the kind of music. Mm-hmm. For me, music one is mood, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like 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 okay, like for instance, if I'm listening to an artist like an Ampere there or a Block Bishop, then I want the lyrics. That's yeah, what that's I'm true. That's to true. Them for. If I'm listening to somebody like my man GQ over here, then I'm probably trying to turn up. Not that his lyrics are any better or worse than theirs, but it's just that the type of music you make is more geared towards one thing or another. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm definitely with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like yeah, where, I'm, yeah. where I'm going with it. Yeah. I always like music as a stumble upon sometimes. That's my favorite. Uh, being, yeah. being a producer, like you just grab six random records you buy with your eyes. You know, you're like, ooh, anything with like a black dude, jazz instruments in a smoky club, I'm buying it. <laughs> yep, so I don't even care. I'm like, dude, I'll put that in the crate. Like, uh, and then when you get home and you just find the one, you're just like, this song's been around for 60 years. Why haven't I never heard this? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just find those songs where you're like, this is music. Stumble upon though, that's when I love it. Okay. When you know you just you no one told you about it or you know you, you just find it. You, you just, just found it. You just hit you when you when you needed it sometimes mm-hmm. even. You're like, man, why am I feeling this way? And then what is this? You know, like, like I wasn't ready for this. That's the only type of music. That's the only type of music. You see what I'm saying? It's all based on that. Like I feel more yeah. my, you know what I mean? With yeah. my with my music and my even my selection, like to that point you'll feel like my music selection is so random because it was just like it, it it don't matter the artist the genre the what it is it just matters like that mode that artist was in you can kind of like feel it when they're like actually in they like mode you know what i mean yeah. regardless of who it is what sound they just like you can just feel them in a zone and you'll be like it'll put you in that zone with them you know what i mean regardless like yeah where, whatever it is whether you go into the party whether you finna fucking go to the funeral whether you know what i mean whatever they will put your ass in that mode with them yeah they will put your ass in that mode like so what made you stop rapping it's not that i stopped but uh 2000 so we were you know i wanted to say we were big but we did our thing around town and uh you know late early 2000 through about 2003 2004 and then we had a passing of uh, rest in peace, my best friend of the entire world, uh, TDB, TDB Troutdale Brown, Terrell McNeil. Um, he drowned in the river and uh, it shook my world. I never, I was really young, I was 25, 26 at the time or something like that. 
and to have your best friend taken away from you and someone that, that you really respected musically and had one of those guys that, that believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself for many years. It just kind of fell apart, man. Four guys in a group, the homie East of the Beast moved to Salem. Uh, Andrew got a job, Andy Stack, do across town. I ended up working in the car business for group the next, you know, man, group split up, yeah. Life really caught up with us. The only thing that didn't stop out of all that, though, um, was my making beats, my still writing. Um, I want to say that I've hung it up, but I didn't hang it up. There's a bunch of stuff out there right now. If you go deep and, you know. So you plan on rapping again? I already I got I got stuff out there that I just made like a couple months ago. I got a music video I just dropped with myself on a beat that I just made like okay. four months ago. I was going to ask you that. On your beats. Yeah. Who are the artists that's just on your on your beats? Because I was like, it's oh, not yeah. you. It's not you. I just see random artists like yeah. behind your beats that yeah, we're I listening got, to. I got some people. Um, shout out to Figure Eight from the Antelope Fishmen. I'm a proud member of the Antelope Fishmen. We're part of that world record uh, Guinness Book of World Record team. <laughs> One brand new song every day for 365 days. We're on wow. day 200 or 300 and something right now. That's okay. crazy. We've, every day. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. love that guy Fig. Happy birthday too. His birthday was last week. Um, Big's been on a bunch of my stuff. Um, Dirty Black from the guys from the Trump Mob, Rick Runick and them. Uh, I've sold stuff to like corporate people. The young kids Over. just aren't into what I'm doing, man. It's just not, you know, not that flavor, I guess. But it, like, it, it never matters the beat. It never matters anything. The right artist will do yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the right song. It's that's yeah. what everything is. I do get on Beat Stars. You know, people buy my stuff on there. So I mean, okay. So I think it's one of those classic cases of uh, Boski Rocks is the best, you know. You got to cross over. You got to go somewhere else. I hate to say that too. I feel that way. Having been in other cities and seeing the way people respect you in other cities as opposed to those that know you close to home, it's not that they don't respect you. It's just it's too tangible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too tangible. I can see him anytime. Right. He'll yeah. be there yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard his song. It's no exclusive. No so I don't have to get it now. Yeah. yeah. But if I gotta buy a ticket and this guy's only gonna be here once every four months, yeah. and I never heard of him, you know, if it sounds cool, I might wanna buy a $30 ticket and show up to some random bar in Idaho to check out Anthony Rivera. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? he's from the big city. He's Portland? from the big city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, crossover, you know, you really do gotta find a way that WWE character again, you know? We're gonna bring find it. Find a way to build yourself up. Bring it to another city. Glow there, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, it's good talking with you today. Definitely good to have you on the show. I appreciate you guys. This was a great experience. Thank you so much for committing yourself to uh, an event and a show like this. Uh, I know what it's like. So uh, keep up the good work. Um, this is really cool. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely. And, and we're going you, to you are more than welcome beats. if you're not pressed for time to stick around for the topic segment. And you guys let me get one of the beats. What is like like the worst way? Like okay, and I'm gonna start with myself, okay. And this this is because well, I was like, walking home from work the other day uh -huh. and I ran into an ex. Uh oh. Uh -huh. Well, I didn't really run into her. I just walked past the place where she was at, and like we saw each other. Like she like like I I we looked and saw each other. Did it like, rage? Well, no, she went to wave and you she did like the half a wave. It was like, like she uh, went to wave and then realized, oh, I ain't that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like this. Uh, I was like, okay. But 
for me, like, I don't have any kind of feelings towards her, like, like any bad feelings, but I'm the one who ended it. And I was thinking of breakups, like, that's probably the worst, like, way, and what I mean by worst way was, okay, I woke up one morning and I knew we were going to have a fight. And the first thing she said to me was, do you even want to be with me? And so what was my response? No. No. And then I left. And she never saw me again. Wow. <laughs> Why did you know you were going to have a fight? Because. Self-fulfilling prophecy? Because, no, because she expected me to be somewhere and I wasn't there. And I'm not even going to get into all of that. But it was it was something that had happened that night. Oh. That I knew we were going to fight about it that day. morning. And I knew she wanted to fight. So... I was like, you know what? I'm not really fucking with this no more. So as soon as she asked me, I was ready. Like, like she was ready to fight, and I was ready to bounce if you down to fight. So <laughs> it was it was a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. She said, "Do you even want to be with me?" I said, "Nope," and got in my car, and I was <laughs> and, and I was it. And to me, that wow. was like I kind of feel bad about that because there's no closure there. Like for her, she probably don't have no idea. Like like to her, she probably think we had problems, but it wasn't that bad. She has no idea because I never spoke to her again at all. <laughs> so obviously, it wasn't just about you not wanting to fight that one day. It was a whole mess of other yeah, things. Yeah, our relationship like, was, was on the yeah. rocks at that time. But it, but that is just what made me think of today's topic. What is some of the worst ways that you've ever gone about telling somebody it's over? He over here like like he, he got a good one. No, I, I can tell. I can tell he yeah. got a good one. He said, uh, he said bro, it's set up city. It yeah, is. Like, it's like, 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 bro. Like, like, yeah. Pick my topics. Yeah. Why are you trying to walk me into this? Why are you trying to? I think to there's have more to his story than that part. Oh, that definitely part. Definitely more yeah. to his story. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I don't know what whatever it is, this but. was all about. Yeah. There's always more to his story. But Always. Just okay. What 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 was one of your worst breakups? Okay, okay, no, no, it was funny to me because, like, this is like the word. Yeah, no, it, but it happened to me, so it's, it's still okay. funny, bro. <laughs> it was funny as fuck, and it's still the funniest shit to this day, but. Okay, so I was messing with this chick. We was cool, so I thought. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the how long? How long? How long? Uh, it it was a short it was a short time. Okay, so it was a short time to break it all the way down. Like I'm I'm like this is way long time ago. I'm I'm a young man on my shit, right? So the actually a couple of my homies took me over to this chick's house. They like I don't know maybe they liked her or something but they took me over to her house. She end up liking me or whatever. Okay, cool. So I end up like you know what I'm saying messing with her. She even coming over to my house a few things. She like even takes me to go see my homie in Seattle. We go see my homie in Seattle. We go together like kicking it. All right, cool. One day, like I wake up like I had this red hat that she like like really liked. You know what I'm saying? One day I wake up one morning and she's gone. My hat is gone. And I'm just like, 
okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, all right, you know, like, maybe she just, like, took my hat, go get breakfast, something. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. She just, maybe she had something to do or whatever, bro, but she just was gone. She ghosted me. Like, the new age, like, life, she ghosted me. She just bounced. Wait. Yeah, like. What did you do? Did you, did you that was it? Uh-huh. That's it? Yeah. She just ghosted me. That's why I think it was the funniest shit. No, but look, like, real shit, like. I came back, I was going to Clark, and I re-ran into her, and she, like, explained, but it was just funny to me that, like, she was just what gone with my hat. She was like, oh, you didn't have time for me, you didn't like me, da 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 And she might have been right. She might have been right. She like, I, I like, yeah, yeah, she blamed me. She blamed me. She blamed me. I was like, I was like, but she might have been right, bro, because, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Okay, what's the what's the most Always want to dedicate a song or want to play a song no. real quick. No, the no. worst part was, was, was he was doing just as much as he was doing. He was doing probably more than she was doing. I, I don't exactly. Know. I don't know. Like, we have only recently been friends. Um, I had a girl one time leave me. She left on, it was actually April 1st, April Fool's Day. Which oh, that's. You would have thought, like, you thought she great, great you? day for a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah she <laughs> no, I actually you. got the letter, like, came home from work, letter on the table. Been with this girl, like, five years. Damn. Apartment been hella edited like looks like i just moved in oh <laughs> um, shit. bedroom looks like i got no sheets <laughs> you know oh, yeah. like there's like a couple pillows and she just all but said i moved out and i honestly thought it was april fool something and this like this can't be real yeah she's she gonna come back she, yeah. she, she's, oh. she's about to have a joke like, i ain't hear from her for like four years damn wow. yeah just woof, gone so damn didn't really know how to take that one that's kind of an odd moment in my life but yeah that's um, tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Tough one. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So yeah. it sounds like, minus the conflict, your situation and his situation are very similar, except for from different perspectives. Yeah. Because you, you were the, the he you. Were the one he was the crazy. No, because no, because no, no, he said I got, it. Not, I got your letter the other way. You know, like you yeah. you just. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, I got the other like, end she, of it. She okay. has no closure. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck happened? He didn't think it was that bad. Right. No, 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 no. What okay. you were saying about her. Like, she's like, well, wait, yeah, what? Because, wait, yeah. but she, but like, I feel like it's not the same because I feel like his at least knew where it was going for her. Knew. Like, because he was like, she was like, you don't even want to be here. Like, if you yeah. tell somebody that, like, you obviously on the same page. Like, things, you realize they don't want to be here. Not when, yeah, not when you just got, like, when you just come to a letter, like, when somebody be like, oh, you just you obviously don't want to be here, and you be like, yep, and you dip out like like that's a build up. They're they're aware of what's gonna happen. Next. I think most like, people usually feel it, yeah. Yeah, it's but not. Sense, but yeah, in this but case, it was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah so. not to somebody that's just like, oh, it was no fight, no build up. It yeah. was just like, a, oh, one day I just came home and it was just there. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's how not the same my, struggle. I think that's how my ex took it when I moved out because I moved out really quickly and like over a week. Time, like period like 
I got my place, and then I moved out like that Friday, like Monday to Friday. And so I don't think that he realized that it was like your girl, like that it was as bad as it was for me. Like he thought that oh it was, it's fine, it's like it's it'll be we'll work through this or whatever. But I was just like at my end. Like I was, did he get to stay there and watch you trick all your stuff out of the he house? He actually you? packed my truck for me. Because he threw a party directly after he invited no, me and Jermaine. He was like, hey, me and Jermaine was on the friends list. He was like, he was like, party at me, casa. Free. No, I'm, I'm clowning. Come on. Like, oh, you know, I'm just clowning. I know, we know he did it. We know he did it. It's a joke. I packed all my stuff in my car that night. That's what I was going to do. Like, didn't see you, though. She didn't see me. So she didn't see me. She was she was gone. Yeah. And so I packed all my stuff in the car that night. So in the morning, I was ready. And it could have went either so way. So you already were... No, were to me, it could have went either way. If she would have woke up and we had a good breakfast and was getting ready to go about our day, then things would have been good. But if she woke up wanting to fight, then I was just going to bounce and not fight. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the, to me, in my mind, that was the decision she made. But I feel like she didn't make that decision because she still wanted to talk about the conflict that she... Like yeah, she wanted to had. fight though, and to me that was the pattern that we were getting into. Mm-hmm. Was she always wanted to fight about something? She always wanted to fight about whatever it was. And to me, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna keep fighting with you over no matter what it is, over different things, over little things. Like I'm not gonna deal with that kind of situation because I'm not the kind of person that always wants to be turned up. Like. Like, I don't understand people like that. <laughs> he looked at me like, I, I, like, I, just, I just got out of my 43. I just got out of my first toxic relationship. Like, I mean, it's fun. You know, it was exciting. Yeah, sometimes it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like they just want to turn really up. Well, what makes me crazy, make me crazy, though, too? Like, how does that happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because crazy addicted. can't hang around because crazy and not be crazy. I'm saying in order to that's stay like, in that, like, no, how that's all were you in that toxic relationship? Man. How bro, old were you in that? We was talking about I was this. very short time. Very short time. Just bro. recently. Four months, five months with the okay. same girl. Okay. Um, I went crazy. Burned See? down some friend circles. Um, yeah. Unhealthy as all hell. Bro, because I was just telling them last time is crazy does something for somebody else's crazy. So it, That's it, what I mean. I feel like we were just like this it, propane on fire <laughs> on gasoline. <laughs> but sometimes you, know, you know, say like, that crazy and you gotta get the fuck away. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah no, because no, it does something. Like, I'm just saying, but like, but like, you don't get to be like, oh, that person is crazy. No, because like, it acts like, like, like you act crazy too. Don't put labels on people, but you know, like, that's an attitude that people have in today's world. Like, it is. It is. Especially yeah, but, when you look at like, okay, there's a lot of reasons to end to end a relationship. Absolutely. Of course, but I'm just saying, like, the way that this painting is like, yo, like, for a man, it's like, yo, fuck your feelings, bro. You better get over it. I'm like, with you on that. Just struggle with that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, speak. Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, yeah, kind of like, but that's just one of those many things that, like, but you don't see a men's society getting together being like, are you a... I'm just saying it's like one of those things that is just double standards of the world. It's men, just, men's it's mental health is important. Men's men, I think more men, you know, as me becoming a man, you know, it's important that we sit down with our friends and our and our younger men and our older men and, and spill our beans every now and, yeah. and be like, bro, I'm not doing good and this is why. But men don't talk <laughs> like that. So they don't. I mean, like, it's hard. It's hard, but they should though. You know what I mean? And the few times I've needed men in my life recently. I've called on some real ones, and they really, those conversations, those, 
uncomfortable three minute conversations have affected me immensely. So, yeah. So yeah, it's worth the Sometimes you just need somebody that you can speak yeah. to like that. And I think, for me, anyway, I got to a point in my life where I realized I needed people like that in my circle. And when I realized I couldn't have those kinds of conversations with the people that were around me, that's when I started to change the people that were around me. Mm-hmm. Because that's important for your mental health to be able to talk to people, to have people around you that are going to be able to, you, you're going to be able to relate to. If you're going to tell somebody something, you're going to act stupid about it. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Or if yeah, they're going to be like, that put you on blast. <laughs> on show. Like, I did think, while we were, while you guys were talking, I did think of like, the, fuck, the most fucked up way that I almost broke up with somebody. I didn't do it because I was, my, 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 but so I was um, driving my ex to and from work and he worked graveyard so I would take him to work at 10 I'd pick him up at 6 or 7 a.m. right yeah yeah so I was done I was done with the relationship I was done with him I didn't want to like I don't want to deal with the conflict so I dropped him off at work I went home I packed my car and then I sat there and I decided I could either just leave now and say, fuck it. He can figure it out in the morning when he gets off work and I'm not there to pick him up. Don't care. But I have a conscience. I did pick his ass up from work. Hold on, wait. You were supposed to make that a good story. I know. That's why I say I'm like, my conscience got the best of me. Like, I was like, no, like, I don't. I don't hate him. I'm just done with the relationship. Like I don't have any ill will towards him. I'm just, I'm just not in this yeah, anymore. So have you ever been in a situation where, where, where it was over and you didn't necessarily like that person too much anymore? Yeah, I have. I have absolutely been in that situation. But like, but yeah, for me, like I was like, I'm, I still care about this human. Like I'm, I still care about him as a person. I just don't want to be in his life anymore like that. So. I went and picked him up, I dropped him off, I gave him his key, and then I bounced. Well, that was like, very adult of you. Yeah, because, like, yeah. I was like, I feel like that's the... <laughs> the you driving I, him back and forth to work already? I was like, this is a girl's a keeper, yo. Yeah. Who does yeah. that? I mean, like, yeah. It was like... As a real one, I wouldn't have wanted your ass to come get me. <laughs> I would have been like, if you done, why are you even yeah, coming to get me? That's the thing, is he didn't know that we were done. Oh, that yeah. was like it was. It was get sprung on it. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like Jermaine's situation. Like if he I just called, he, he would have been calling. Like yeah, yeah. yeah and I didn't. That's the other conflict that I didn't want to deal with. So I just picked him up, dropped him off, gave him his key, and then left. And then oh. I didn't answer my phone for him for oh, like cool. a few days. That leads me to the next thing. When it's over, how do you go about moving on? Mm, that's a tough question. What 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 mindset do you adopt? When you're, when you're, when after a long-term relationship, I'm not talking about like you was in it for a short term. If you was with somebody for a while and you break up, how do you go about? How do you go about that? What's, think, the, what's the age-old saying? When you're trying to get over somebody, get under somebody else. Yeah, that works. <laughs> short-term relief, but that works. Yeah. My way of getting over things is by just, um, you know, really um, taking up every ounce of time in my schedule that I possibly can with 
anything other than what I need to actually focus on. Oh, yeah. You know, the super healthy way of dealing with it yeah. called avoidance. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the build yourself up. Oh, no, no, no. Just literally no. avoid everything that could possibly remind you of that situation. I told y'all this previously before. I feel like if you don't like me, you're the broken one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, just, so I, 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 like, yeah. I, I, I said she must be broken, and I just move on, bro. I just move on. And you just go on and do Yeah, and I go back bro. about handling my business, bro. So you just get back to the Nigga, UPS, rain, hell, sleet, snow. Bro, bro, listen. Like, it's, it's sad to see, but it, you ain't got to, like, take no, like, no love lost like type thing from it bro because what like it's a, remember revolving door revolving door like that like it's it shows just, up it's like yeah it's this is it, it, it's yeah you know what i mean like you never gotten back with somebody after you bro after i have if after i broke up with somebody have i got back with them to date them no because i know why i didn't fuck with them no more why they didn't fuck but with me and i don't fuck with them Huh? But I'm just keeping it a band with you. But I'm just keeping it a band with you. But I never got back to date him. I never was like, oh, okay, well, it's cool again. Like, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, it's, it, it is what it is. Like, oh my Lloyd Banks, like I'm the one you denied. So I call that slow disentanglements. Yep. Like I know personally myself, I I I do value some of the things in some of these terrible situations. Yeah. I was in, but like, like you were uh, saying, you then you have to stack that against. Oh, I remember why. Right, yeah. That like, I remember why it fell apart, and it was always these things that are amounts way bigger than. Yeah. yeah there's like the dynamite breakup, you know, moments, and then there's the people that you respectfully became an adult and broke up with. Yeah. yeah. And then and I, I see think, those. I think all exes fall into one of those. One two of those two. There's nothing in the middle. Either, I don't think. either I don't shit think went bad yeah. and it was over yeah. bad. Yeah. Or it takes time. If or it was just it didn't work. So, around 7.30 a.m., Corey Weston Cox woke up to police sirens outside his house in Portland's Woodlawn neighborhood. Ooh, okay. Okay. After getting dressed, Mr. Cox found his roommate, Tim Swalls, was already in front, on the front lawn, filming the cluster of police parked across the street on his phone. Apparently, the PPB officers had arrived to investigate a car that was parked at the intersection of Northeast Bryant and 8th, with two men passed out in the front seats. The PPB officers who responded were huddled behind the vehicle next to several parked patrol cars. Okay. Okay, so we got the police are behind this car with these dudes passed out inside, okay? Okay. A group of neighbors, including Swalls, were shouting at the police that the two men needed medical attention, but officers on the scene allegedly explained that because they believed there were guns in the vehicle, officers were waiting to approach the men. Okay. So, these cops all set up, they are not going to go near the vehicle because they believe there's a gun in the car with these two passed out individuals. Why do they believe there's a gun in the car? 
Because apparently one of the cops approached the car. When the cops first arrived, one of them approached the car and I guess saw a gun at the feet of one of the men. Okay. So they then stepped back and took up a defensive perimeter Got it. to approach it safely. Got it. Okay. Okay. According to Mr. Cox, the cops had guns pointed everywhere at the vehicle, at us, and they had their shields up, but they weren't doing anything. Meanwhile, we knew the guys in the vehicle were unresponsive. My roommate had tried to wake them up before the police showed up. <laughs> he said, y'all doing all this shit for some people that we just walked over there and was like, hey man, you okay? Just shook you. And they didn't respond Y'all set up a perimeter, I got guns, I got all this shit. For some dudes to just pass the fuck out. Like, and they just told you! They just told you, like, no. okay, wait a second. If you're the cop that arrived on the scene, even if you see the gun, you see that these motherfuckers are passed out. Yeah, but you don't know what a, what a dude's gonna do when he wakes up to a cop in his face. Okay. Like, so, okay. it's a different thing I'll to wake to up like to this. a neighbor but, but, but that's to reach you down. Like, in take, between your legs and, and grab a gun before the cop can pull it out of his holster, you better than the greatest quick draw in any western I've ever seen. Fair. So I mean, <laughs> like, like you, you should have a. I mean, he's laying there, passed out in the seat of his vehicle. You have yeah. the element okay. of surprise. You got, you got all side. the elements of surprise. Obviously, the vehicle's open because. They already told you that, that they, they went to in wake there and up. tried to wake them so up. So if anything, pull them out the car or yeah. reach in there and grab the gun. <laughs> you can open the door and he's not going to wake up. You can probably grab the gun and he's not going to wake up. If they already tried to wake him up, like why would you not just go ahead and open call the an ambulance and take him out? Like, like, yeah. like, like make sure check, you got him away check from pulses, the vehicle. Make sure these motherfuckers is at least alive. Because at this part. point, you don't even know if they're alive. Like these two dudes. <laughs> unconscious in the and, fucking car. Unless they're snoring. <laughs> I mean, and even well, then, at that part, grab them out and just handcuff yeah. them up. Well, okay, the story gets 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 more interesting. Okay, because Cox joined Mr. Cox, who had come out and entered this scene. He joined a chorus of neighbors asking the police to check on the men's health. So he's telling the cops, so this is all the neighbors, mm-hmm. this guy telling the cops, hey, you need to go check on them because they're unconscious. They need medical help. All right? So the cop turns to Mr. Cox. And what does he say? Back up or something. Fuck up. He said, will you go do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Now, now, I'm going to give the cop the benefit of the doubt and say he was being sarcastic. He was, he was like, trying to probably make a joke. Like, mm-hmm. right think you're so tough you go do it maybe it was like one of those kind of deals or maybe he thought that they that he knew them okay maybe like, he thought like, they, but whatever the case the cop said the cop <laughs> the the officer smirked and asked him will you go do it okay so this is mr cox says i thought are they actually serious at first, it seemed like they were joking, but that's disgusting to make a joke like that, regardless of whether it was hypothetical or not. And they still didn't do anything. So I went and got my shoes on and walked out into the street with my hands in the air towards the car. 
Wow. Another neighbor who filmed the incident. Damn. So there's film of this that you can yeah. pe- that you people can go see. Oh shit. <laughs> Said they also heard an officer ask Cox this question. <laughs> the neighbor who requested the Mercury not publish their name out of privacy concerns recalled <clears throat> that the officer spoke to Cox in a tone that was sort of mocking him, as in, if you're so brave, why don't you do it? Oh shit. Okay, so maybe the cop was joking, alright? Mm-hmm. So Mr. Cox walks towards the driver's side of the window with the the officers still have their guns pointed and he shouts to the officers that he's just checking in on the civilians in the car. His roommate has a video of this encounter. It's on YouTube. You can go see it. Oh, shit. Okay? The officer yells to him that there's a gun in that car to which... Cox replies, I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Cox told the Portland Mercury, the newspaper, that he had no concern about being shot by people in the car. They were completely passed out and needed medical attention. The only danger I was afraid of was the Portland police. They had their guns drawn and pointed at me. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cops got the defensive perimeter set up. They Wait, so you still got your gun on a dude that you essentially sent over there, right? <laughs> like, so then you still gonna point the guns at me, bro? You just told me to come over here, like. After reaching the vehicle, Cox looked at the men in the car and saw both were passed out but appeared to be breathing. He relayed this information to the police. Then, in the video that his roommate took, the officers line up and march towards the driver's side door of the vehicle, armed with shields and guns. And get out of the way, one officer is heard yelling at Mr. Cox. (laughs) So now, the cops storm the car after he checks on them. And you're still going to do it with the shields and the guns, like... And you wonder why people be saying fuck the police and people be like so ready to fucking like get on y'all asses when y'all come around because of that type of nature like they so ready for aggression bro like what the fuck like the dude is passed out you already let a civilian go into the situation y'all fucked up on so many accounts that yeah. I can't believe that y'all still was like believing that there was some need for the violence on the, on the situation. Like, and I really don't like, understand why there wasn't like medic medics there. Exactly. Like, off rip. Like, off rip. Yeah. Like every time there's any kind of thing, there's always like a fucking ambulance, a fire truck, 85 cops, like well, and that's always. Like, even like what? The call was not for help. The call was not for help somebody's in danger. The call was for help these people need medical attention. Yeah. That's what. That's why the police were called. That's why everybody was out there. The neighbors called the police because they thought these men needed medical attention. When the police got there, the neighbors are telling the police, "We called you because these hey, men need they, medical they attention." Need help. And you like, still no, saw you fit bro- to arm up like you getting ready to freaking to take down the number one drug dealer in Portland. Like no, like this is two dudes to passed out. They pose obviously no threat. Now, okay, the PPB released a statement about the incident, which to me made it worse. Here's their statement. 
There were no obvious signs of trauma to either person in the car, and officers suspected the people in the car may be under the influence of intoxicants, the release reads. Officers spent several minutes loud hailing the people from a distance, but received no response. Officers made a safe, tactical plan and approached the car utilizing a handheld shield for protection. The report goes on to say, while performing this tactical plan, some onlookers were aggressively shouting at police, making it difficult for officers to hear and carry out their duties in order to ensure the safety of the scene so those involved could get the medical aid they needed. <clears throat> Leaving out the fact that they sent in a civilian. Yeah. Sure, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, ugh. So, so, okay, and their press release, to me that press release is all bad. So, your tactical plan to handle two unconscious people in a fucking car is... 12 troopers with shields and guns. And guns. And, like, and just scream at them. So they can wake up and, and grab their and, guns. Yeah, so then you can then proceed to light them up with multiple bullets for two dudes that were just asleep. That were, that were like, just asleep. And we can't assume that just because there is a gun that this isn't registered. You, you like, you're doing a whole lot of turning <laughs> up so before you are doing any evaluating to the shit. And you know what I'm saying? Of you when you when you read when you read saying action action Jackson like yeah. these dudes just be turned up and be wanting to stay turned up yeah for whatever reason yeah, like it's no God. reason for you to be that turned up especially especially okay and if the, the people neighbors at the site come on the, the whole people at the site told you that these dudes are passed out we already tried to wake them up and couldn't come okay come you on. set up a perimeter you screamed at them. They still didn't wake up. You were on the bullhorn telling them this is the police. And they Why still God? not waking up. Then you have a civilian walk over to the car who checks the car and tells you, okay, they're passed out. But and wait, wait. The civilian, the, not the person who has training. To approach the car. Not the person who has training. <laughs> Remember what the civilian said to you now. He told you that he was more worried about the cops with the guns then he was worried about the gun in the car with the two people passed out. He stated that, bro. That was that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, right. So at at what point? Even if you for the police, like this is all. This, this is, is one of those this situations. Is all bad on your team for the blue team. You bro. can't explain this. You can't because no. because this is just bad policing right there. Because and it's there's like, no reason like none of this should have happened. Bro, so many errors like and this is the type of shit that like I said like that we in a world where fucking like trained people are acting untrained and you got the dude who's fucking just a normal Joe who had to go slide on his slippers like it was a normal duty of the house like he was taking out the trash I had to go upstairs and go slide on my slippers and go handle the situation for the fucking police because they didn't know what the fuck was going on at the point when the person the civilian approaches the car and deals with the situation if I'm a cop that's hiding behind my shield with my gun drawn, and all soon, I would have felt like a complete asshat as soon as he got to the car. Like, and, and he's like unharmed. Only person that he's worried about is us with all these guns drawn right. on him. Then it's somebody who's gonna randomly, oh, he moved, he twitched, and let off fucking a hundred shots at him. Like the only like, equipment he got is some fuzzy house slippers. That part. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he has no flashlight, no gun, no, no taser, no. Yeah, he just, he just walked up to the car. Hey guys, 
hey, they passed out. You yeah. guys can come over now. Hey, you know, let me go check it what, out. What were they waiting for, though? Wow. What would it have taken for them to move if he didn't do that? How long yeah. would they have stayed there in that state? Turned up like that, and you would have other man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, were they waiting for these dudes to wake up so they could shoot them? That's what they was. Like, like, see, like to me, like, like, what other excuse could you have? Like, you was waiting for these dudes to wake up. You was hoping one of them would wake up and grab their guns, so you clap his ass. That part. That's That's how I had guns drawn. That's the only way I'm seeing it too. That's the only (laughs) way you see it. Is like, yo, every you set a perimeter, you got a hundred guns drawn on people who's not responding to you. Who's like. Like gun in the car or not, they're not responding. Like like lifeless. <laughs> the whole situation, like oh, if I got to the scene, if I got to the scene, I'm the first officer on the scene. Oh my gosh, there's two dudes passed out. I tried to wake them up. I got a gun, first off, right? Okay, I'm walking to the car with my gun drawn to make sure. If these motherfuckers wake up and grab their weapons, right? <laughs> okay, so we know there is a gun in the car. I get it all the way up to the point in the car where nobody's moving. I can reach in the car. I can do whatever. I still keep my, draw, my gun drawn. I open the door. Yeah. I take the driver out of the car. Drop him to the ground. I continue with my gun drawn. He doesn't move. Push the, dr- the, the passenger out of the car. Proceed to look for the weapon, anything. They are both immediately away from the weapon. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of ways that you could have just immediately handled the situation you where you never had to set up no perimeter. Asleep. You never had to, yeah, you never had to set up no perimeter, you never nothing. Because as a cop, okay, two people, you wait for your backup. One person, you wait for another cop to arrive. All right, hey, yo, look, bro, I'm going to grab this dude out of the car. Hey, man, make sure, keep the gun drop. Make sure these motherfuckers don't wake up on me real quick. Okay, boom, 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 grab them out, throw them out, boom. Two people wake up in handcuffs in my back of my car like, hey, man, what happened, bro? You was passed out with a gun in the car. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. So we just had to do this. Uh, Did but not require the SWAT team. Obviously, Portland police need some more training because yeah, that yeah. bullshit. Like, that's yeah. bullshit. And it's bullshit that they released a statement totally condoning that shit. That's one of those situations that where your press officer just needs to come out and be like, you know what? People. We fucked up. We're sorry. Well, that's the show for today. Yep. He was waiting on a response for me for that. <laughs> like, it, it's true. That is the show for today. That's the show. That's all, folks. Say goodbye. Oh, oh, well, bye. You're like, what are you going to say? Like, you usually have more to say. Uh, well, we got to thank the yeah. Beats for joining us. There we go. Yep. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. got you. some more shout outs. Let's go. I mean, I don't really have much more shout outs. Uh-huh, okay. I just want to thank Jim more Beats. I thought that was a good interview. It was a good interview. I thought interview. it was a great interview. You know I, like, I liked his energy. He's, he's a cool guy. Cool. Definitely. I guess we closed it real short today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get on some beats. Definitely. We're going to get on some beats. Okay. Uh, a cute song on the Go Hand beat. Definitely. Definitely. Coming soon. Definitely coming soon. There we go. Don't forget, you can find the Bando on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a few other platforms. So keep tuning in and keep trapping out. It's the Bando. 
Trap, trap, trap. Bye.